Welcome into the uh, Phenom Hoots podcast here. We're bringing a special edition and hopefully one that we can continue to keep on doing here, the Coach's Corner. If you remember, we used to do this uh, on video back at our, with uh, several, several AAU coaches back at our events here. Obviously, during this time, we had to find some other ways here, but we wanted to bring it back a little bit more to uh, talk to some different high school coaches, AAU coaches, and everything like that there. So uh, first, I wanted to introduce myself, Patrick O'Brien. Uh, also with me is Rick Lewis. Rick, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you. That's good. It's good. Um, we got a special guest here today. We were bringing in Covenant Day uh, head coach Marty Parrish here. Marty, coach, how are you doing today? Doing well, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Of course. We're glad to have you here. We was, we just wanted to bring a little bit. We're going to start off. We've got a few questions for you there, but we're going to talk a little bit about your background, obviously, but also give you a platform and talk about some of your players and some other information like that there. So, um, okay. yeah, we wanted to start it off. Rick, I'll let you go ahead. Uh, I know you got some questions that you like to have there. So what you got there, uh, Rick? Hey, Coach. How you doing? Good, man. Good to see, good to see you here from you. <laughs> Well, thank you for being on our show today. But anyway, I want to start off. Tell the audience a little bit about your background, where you, uh, where you grew up, how you got started in the business. Yeah, I um, grew up in Greensboro, between Greensboro and Winston-Salem, uh, for the most part, at least from middle school up. Um, played my, my college ball in North Carolina. I uh, spent a medical redshirt year at High Point, played some Juco ball at Brunswick, and and actually, my path was kind of a weird one. Um, through attending school at Greensboro College, I took a, I started playing professionally in Mexico during, I guess, when I could have still been playing at school. But, um, you know, my, my route was a little different. Um, didn't do the best in school. Uh, you know, hindsight, I'm an idiot for that. But, you yeah. know, the, the, the Lord gives me plenty of ammo to talk to these boys. Um, you know, that's one thing I'm thankful for is to kind of be somebody to them that I wasn't or that I didn't have around coming up. And um, really get, getting into the business, it, it, it was a pretty a natural progression. I mean, I've always had a love for it. Um, you know, I've had coaches tell me growing up that I, I kind of had a coach's mentality and that sticks with you as a kid. It gives you confidence and, and you pay attention to things and as a player, I wasn't the most athletic or, you know, I'm six, four, a buck 90. So, so physically not a big deal on the basketball court. So a lot of my success came from my work ethic and, and what I knew. And, and to me, those things are transferable, um, at least in theory to, to the kids you coach. And, uh, I, I got hurt about halfway through my fourth year as a pro and, Ended up coming home, um, wasn't in a great place, wasn't working for a little while. And I was at the Y working out and uh, I ran into a guy named Vic Sapp. Um, Rick, I sure, I'm sure you know. Uh, I know Vic very well. Um, so I, I, when I first moved to Greensboro, I, I grew up playing for Vic. Um, you know, he, he passed in 2007, but, but a couple years prior to that, um, when I ran into him at the Y, he's like, you know, what are you doing now? I, I used to play in his organization and he was around a lot and took good care of us as kids. And he had a 12 and under team um, with a point guard named Braxton O'Boise. Uh, you, you might remember him too. I, I, I remember Braxton, uh, yeah. NC Gates. Yeah, yep. And so, so I, I kind of jumped on there and 
within two years, I was an assistant at Rockingham Community College on the JUCO level and, and never really looked back, man. So that was 07, I guess. And, and here we are in 2020, and I'm, they haven't got rid of me yet. <laughs> yeah. So you've been around the game um, pretty much your entire life. You grew up in Greensboro, and you played at the high school level. You played at the collegiate level. You played professionally, and you got involved with the uh, NC Gators um, coaching AU, and then you sit at the community college. So tell us about your path going from there to where you are today at Covenant Day. Okay. I, well, I left, um, I left Rockingham and, and went out to Trinity University in Texas um, with Coach Pat Cunningham, who actually just retired out there. But they're a, a very good Division three program. Um, Pat will probably be in the Hall of Fame at some point. But uh, I went out there um, and worked with them. And ultimately, I was engaged at the time. And, and um, my previous fiance didn't want to stay in Texas, even though I really love San Antonio. And, so in an attempt to kind of slow down, settle down, uh, I took a job at Southern Alamance High School in Burlington and came back to North Carolina for a year. Right. Um, you know, it, it, that was my first experience in turning a program around. Um, you know, we had some success in a year that, that they hadn't had in a long time. And just unfortunately, it wasn't a good fit for me on the teaching side. Um, you know, I just, it wasn't really something I wanted to do. And um, so kind of went from there. Um, worked at Moravian Prep uh, with Jeremy Ellis uh, several years ago. And, and kind of from there, I, I did the post-grad thing for a couple of years. Right. Um, which, which was cool because you get your hands on some talented kids. Um, but I'm, I'm just, I'm a big proponent of the process. I, right. And I love pouring into kids. I love having them, you know, do, uh, post-grad kids, you have them for six months at the most. And I want to have my hands on a kid for three or four years. You know, even that was a tough thing about junior college. At best, you get two years with a kid. A lot of times you've got kids ineligible. You've got kids transferring. You've got, you got all kinds of stuff going on. Um, So I just, that's, that's the biggest joy for me in coaching. I mean, I love the games, um, you know, but, but as my dad would call them, those would be the tent poles, like the really cool, really cool moments but it's the day-to-day stuff is where I get my joy and my satisfaction and and I like watching these kids grow and develop and you know being a part of their life year-round so as that happened I I made the choice to move to Charlotte I wanted to be in the area and um, you know one thing kind of led to another Covenant Day was was an open opportunity at the time right Um, probably a daunting task on paper um, but I knew they were in a great league. They're they're foray in a, a basketball state, a basketball city within a basketball state. So it's like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't looking for success on day one, you know, or, or my success right. wasn't right. I win it. Um, like I said, yeah. I'm a process guy. Right. Put a lot of split equity into it, and that's the most rewarding thing when you're working with these young men. But you know, sometimes you know you get a job like um, Covenant Day. People don't say congratulations. They say good luck because you yeah. hit the nail on the head. Um, you're, you're playing in, in, to me, one of the most competitive conferences in the state. And the two teams that played for the state championship was Concord Cannon and Charlotte Latin. And yep. you have Che Roth over at Cannon. And, and then um, over at Latin, you have Chris Berger, um, two good coaches. But your league is – your conference is so competitive in 
it's filled with some high-level coaching as well. It is. Um, and, and that's something that I really kind of I think about with a lot of humility and appreciation because, right. um, you know, don't get me wrong. I love what I do. I have confidence in what I do. Um, it's not an intimidation thing, but I, I respect those guys for who they are, right. for how they approach the game. It Honestly, it's a lot different for me um, than other situations I've been in. You know, post-grad level, there is no game planning at all. Uh, I mean, there is. I don't mean that as a knock on post-grad coaches, but what we do in our conference as coaches is akin to what you do, what I did for nine years in college. The way right. you stop people, the way you watch three or four games, the way you, you know, the way things develop. The, um, the preparation, the preparation that yeah. goes into it. Yeah, so it, it just makes it a lot more fun. You know, it's, it's like, like playing pickup as a kid. Like playing with your buddies is fun, but being on the court with the best guys around is a lot more fun as a basketball player. And so as a coach, man, I love it. Like I respect those guys. There's a, there's a healthy competition there, but, um, man, I, I like having dinner with any one of them. Like I, I appreciate them and who they are, you know, long outside of the, the games we compete against each other in. Well, it reminds me of the old saying, iron sharpens iron. Um, when you're mm -hmm. in a league with, with the Cannons in the Providence Day, the Charlotte Christians with uh, Sean um, as well, um, it, it's going to make you a better coach going against yeah. other teams that are so good, that are so well coached. Explain that. Yeah. Well, you're right. You, you, you can't get lazy. So, so as a coach um, – you know, you've got to make your adjustments in game. You've got to be able to make your adjustments between games, uh, utilize your practice time the right way. And, um, you know, sometimes as coaches, we go down rabbit holes trying to really focus on things that we want to do where you've got to step back and see the whole picture. Because if, if you're not doing your preparation, um, if you're not being smart in how you're approaching things, these guys will punish you. And, you know, at a certain point, um, if you haven't prepared, then you're really just asking for it in this league. And and then even even outside of the coaches, um, I've seen a lot of basketball playing, coaching, right. recruiting, whatever. Um, and I respect the kind of the grit that the kids in the conference carry with them. Like these kids compete. Like we we have our coaches are talented, no question, but the kids compete regardless of their talent level. Um, the good players and, and the average players, they all come at you ready to take your head off twice a year. And, you know, that's just something as a, as a basketball player, I appreciate and respect. Um, so it just, you know, it kind of makes for a perfect, a perfect recipe, man. Coaches that love what they do, they're, they're diligent, they get after it. And then, and then players that'll run through a wall for you as old cliche goes, but, um, hey man, that's that's North Carolina basketball, that's Charlotte ball, that's CISAA ball. I'm I'm excited, man. I love being part of it. Yeah, Patrick. I wanted to, coach. I wanted to ask you. Fit, uh, your team finished six and seventeen last year and improved to seventeen and thirteen this year. What kind of changes did you see with this team between the seasons, or did you maybe change anything of maybe your coach's style, or what did you kind of recognize with this year's team? Uh. I, I definitely didn't change anything. 
um, you know, obviously a great deal of our success comes as a result uh, of the, the influx of, of talent that we had. You know, we obviously, we, Aiden Holloway came in, Thomas Avery came in. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Ify, our, our, our young big guy, um, you know, so it, it just, it was a surge of just excitement and, and things among the team and the players. Um, but, but at the same time, it was kind of a culmination of the beginning. Um, because when I first got the Covenant Day, there, there was a couple of years there. They won two or three games a year for a couple of years consecutively. Yeah. Had never won a conference game in the CISAA and things like that. So, it was really about chipping away at the old um, to kind of get that process started. And, um, you know, a, a good coach and mentor friend of mine told me when I took the job, he knew it wasn't a, a great situation at the moment. He just said, look, don't, uh, don't let yourself get mad or frustrated for three years. Just give right. it that amount of time and, and keep working to that end. And so that's just kind of what I did. So this year was, it, it was where the, the two roads came together it was part of it was our the third year in our journey to really truly get this thing going in a different direction and then we also you know we got we got some new guys that are interested and, and want to be a part of that and, yeah. and and the selflessness of the guys combined with the opportunity combined with you know us us coming up on that third year it just it, it all came together um and, and you know still man if I go back and look I'm easily rattle off four or five games that were within a bucket we, yeah. we could have been 20 games easy but you know that's a coach talking man it's i'm, I'm a, focused on the wrong side <laughs> it's a learning curve right there there's a learning yeah, curve that's right. yeah you talked about two of your seniors i know these are two unsigned seniors there but they were critical for your team and uh thomas haley and hamadou sadibe uh haley averaged nearly a double double sadibe wasn't far behind Talk a little bit about what those two meant uh, meant to the program, kind of their game on the court, and maybe as well as I know we've talked about their game off the court. You know how uh, great a student and everything like they are. They are. Yeah, um, man, that, th those two are great. Um, I, I, I'm going to miss them. Um, you know, Amadou, I, I respect his guts. I still remember the day that that he landed in the airport. You know, he's he's from France. Um, got a couple bags and a book bag. And I just, just from a little bit of traveling, I did playing ball. I mean, I'm an adult, you know, I'm 21, 20 years old before I ever went anywhere. And he's doing yeah. it at, you know, 15, 16. And it just, the respect I have for him is you can't measure it, man. He's got guts. Most people don't know what that feels like to walk in, you know, a bunch of people standing there waiting on you and you don't know any of them and you're yeah. not going to see your family. And so he, he, we had him for two years, so so he just kind of jumped in, became part of the process, was an amazing student. I mean, he's like a 4.2, 1240 SAT kid. He's he's brilliant. Um, but great kid, great athlete, great attitude. He just he, – he helped really everybody that, that came in in contact with him. He's just one of those guys that you just enjoy being around and – and so we kind of give him what we have with basketball and, and he gives us who he is as a person and his spirit and just, you know, again, just help lend into that basketball culture. And then this past year, Thomas comes into the fold, um, much like Amadou, very, you know, gentle, loving spirit, great kid, 
you know, they're both the type of guys you, you'd have them over to your house for a cookout and, and you'd enjoy having them there. Um, and then when you get them on the court, um, they're, they're both hard workers. They're, they're both very raw as far as athletes with mid to high major division one kids. I, I'm not saying their talent is there, but I'm saying athletically for their frame and their wingspan and like, you know, my, my old Juco coach, that's, that's what he, he said. He'd take a dozen six, five, six, six kids with six, nine arms. He said, you could go undefeated with a, a group like that. And Amadou and Thomas are both built that way. They're built to cover multiple positions at the next level defensively. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's what gives them a shot. But, you know, they bring that to our level. Um, you, you combine that with what we had and, and it just, it was a good thing, man. We had the ability to make some plays and, and get some stops. Now, we couldn't let you get away with, uh, without talking about your star uh, freshman there. He averaged 20 points a game, Aiden Holloway. Obviously, he is going to be a known name if, you don't, if people don't already know him, which they should. They definitely should. But being his coach and seeing him play every day, practice, and just being in the mind of him, uh, what have you seen from this young man from an early age, and how good can he be? <laughs> man, so – he really makes you feel like you're 15 again yeah. when you're around him. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. He's he's a goofball. That's what his mom would say about him, and, and I agree 100%. Um, but at the same time, like, he's very serious about his craft. He loves the game. Um, he, he is a, the true definition of a gym rat. Um, you know, and, and that's close to my heart because, I, you know, I was that guy. Um, I, I think a lot about what it would have been like right now to be one of these kids going through this coronavirus thing. And, like, when I was in high school, me, my mom, and my brother lived in a two-bedroom apartment. So we were sharing rooms, sleeping in the living room. There was no weight room. There was no goal to shoot at. I'm thinking, how in the world are these kids getting this done? And, and like, Aiden's mom texted me yesterday and, said his boy's out in the street, running up and down the street. Like, just just because he understands um, that he's got to keep his head down and keep working. And I think that's what I love the most about him. He's he's very talented. Um, you know, like you said, if you don't know him, you'll know him. Yeah. But it's just outside of that. It's his attitude, his spirit, um, his humble nature. You know, I, I, he's one of those guys, like, he's your favorite teammate. Guys want to play with him. There's a right. lot of really talented kids that other guys don't necessarily want to play with. You know, the, they, they're going to butt heads. It, you know, it's just what it is. But, you know, Aiden's the type of kid, right? I, yeah, mom, dad, I, I'd like to play with him. Um, you know, he, just, he makes you better. Yeah. Coach, the class of 2023 in North Carolina is absolutely loaded. The talent level is off the charts. And if I would have to guess right now, I, w- I would think Aiden would probably be the top of the list. I mean, as far as one of the most talented players in the state of North Carolina, um, watching him play on the court, you said he's 15 years old, but man, when you watch him play, he looks like a senior. Yeah. Well, he, he does. Um, the thing I like about him is that he understands pace, you know, we, and, and he's not to the point that he will, but th- those were some of the conversations that I had real early with because um, obviously he's, he's crazy talented. He shoots the mess out of the ball. 
Um, you're going to have a hard time taking it from him. You know, he, he gets it where it needs to be. He's an unselfish guy. So even though he can score the ball, he's not a selfish guy. So all those things translate into something really positive. And, and so for us, it was – I wanted to talk to him because obviously, you know, coming out of eighth grade, um, middle school basketball is what it is in the, in, you know, public, private, whatever, um, the, the level of basketball he was playing on during the summer in middle school, you know, far superseded what was going on during the school year. So, um, obviously that's where those kids put a lot of time and attention and summer ball in the eighth grade is it's a lot of pressing. It's a lot of running. It's a lot of trapping. It's a lot of quick shots, you know, like they wouldn't need a shot clock. And, and so, so my thing when, you know, when he came to us is I want to be able to move and strike and take advantage of opportunities, especially coming off good defense, but also because of the conference you mentioned, the coaches you mentioned, the, the players we talked about, this is another level. Like we're not going to run and gun for 32 minutes. So we got to make sure we start going down the path of when we go, when we don't go. And, and that was something that he caught on to really quick. Um, you know, he probably didn't love watching film at first. And then as things progressed, he got a lot more and more out of it and, and began to appreciate that. And, um, you know, he's a student, student of the game, but also a student personally to improve. Um, so, so as you mentioned, he looked like a senior. I think it's just he had some good guys around him that supported him. Um, it could be easy for, you know, we had three seniors in the starting lineup and for a freshman to come in and you put the ball in his hands, you know, that doesn't go over well at, at a lot of schools or with a lot of kids. And, but again, his spirit was such that the guys trusted him. So Aiden had comfort in being a leader. And I think all that stuff translated into him looking totally composed out there. Even if he might've been a little rattled on the inside, he, he wasn't showing it. That's for yeah. sure. I love that he 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 was not afraid of the big moment. I saw that. No, no. Numerous he, times. But 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 that's the thing. He's he's been there, you know. Yeah. At, even right. at his level, at, it's relevant. So, you know, playing in national championship games and being on little posters and flyers, and it, you know, it you you play in those games. And and the thing is, does that do something to your character or not? And Right. That's where I really love Aiden because, you know, the old cliche goes, um, you run into trouble when your talent outpaces your character. And and that can happen, especially at a young age. And, and with him, you know, I don't see that with him. Um, and, and that's the coolest part. Like, I, he's got something special to give. I don't know what it is, and I don't right. even know for sure got to be basketball. But there's something with him, you know, internally that I just – I'm drawn to. Well, Coach, I wanted to um, dovetail on what you just said about um, the culture there. You know, success breeds success. And um, you had an opportunity, you said, at Southern Alamance, where you turned that program around. Now you've been at Covenant Day, and you've been able to turn the program around at Covenant Day. What you've done in a short period of time is pretty remarkable. Um, as you said, there was a, you know, I went back through and looked at the records from previous years where they may have won one game, two games, three games. Um, last year you won 17 games, but more importantly, the 17 games that you won was against quality competition. I mean, you went up against the likes of the Cannons of the World two or three times a year. You went up against the Greensboro Days, 
you weren't bashful as far as playing a tough competition. Now, let's talk about the culture at Covenant Day in terms of academics and also the faith-based platform that you guys provide there, because I think that's very important. It, it is, and, and honestly, that, that's what put me totally over the edge um, because when I took the job at Covenant Day, I had two other offers at the time, and um, that was the thing that put me over the edge because, you know, like I told you, at the, at the end of it, winning games, losing games, even as a player, I can maybe only describe – five or six games in my career with any detail. It's mostly about the process, you know, being in the weight room with the guys on the bus, on the plane, um, you know, and, and with, in being able to, to be there as a coach, I want to be able to pour into these kids and on a public school level or, you know, right, wrong, however you feel about it, there, there's certain things that you can get yourself in trouble for when you, us, those type of things with kids. Um, I never had any issues like that. I, I talked to kids about God in public schools and everything else. I, nobody ever said a word to me, but I know in this environment, you know, we're not only okay to do it, but we're encouraged to pour into these kids' souls. Um, and, you know, that that's the thing. I want to be able to show the kids that you can be a basketball player, you can have fun, you can be a coach, you can do things on a high level and still love the Lord and still walk a walk that a Christian would be proud, you know, to be tied to. And unfortunately, man, it's just, it's, it's tough. Um, life is tough. The circumstances that come at you are tough. And me personally, uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at without what the Lord has done in my life. And, and so, you know, for me, it's an opportunity to pay it forward. And so when you combine that with the opportunity um, to be in such a cool basketball conference, you know, I'm, I'm kind of sold. And then the, the third leg of it, the academic piece, you know, covenant is tough. Um, right. It's tough to get in there. And I don't know if I'd have the same appreciation for it if I hadn't spent time at Trinity out in Texas. Trinity is a very high academic uh, liberal arts school, but, Man, those kids, our, our leading scorer, 17, 18 a game, graduated and went pre-law. Like, he's a lawyer now. Um, it, the other kids are, are coming out great degrees. You know, they, the, the D3 culture is different because the kids are there because right. they love but, but the high academic thing, I'm always wondering, like, well, you know, the, the kind of the stereotype is if, if it's a really tough school, they're not going to be that good at ball. But – Man, we won our conference. Uh, we won our conference regular season and tournament. We went to the NCAA tournament. And and these guys are all at sitting at three fives or higher in college. So it gave me a really different perception of, of maybe the, the way I had stereotyped them in the past. And then so when I look at Covenant and I realize what I'm able to do as a coach in terms of my relationship with the kids, the level I'm able to play on, and then – the, the type of kids that I'm going to be able to, to, to work with, um, it's all a really cool thing. And, and at the end of it all, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old now, and where would I be if I never – and my path wasn't great academically, but I finally got it together. And it's like, man, we, you know, what kind of dad are you going to be? What kind of husband? What kind of employee? What kind of 
Are you going to own a business? Like, what are you going to do um, if the Lord blesses you to go play pro? Uh, what's the average? Three years, you know, even for across the board. So then what? You know, I, yeah, it's a I short felt, lifespan I, being in pro ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I've, I've, I've dealt with people previously, played in the Final Four, played for six figures overseas, um, and then came back home and couldn't get a job because they did two years of school and just never thought about it. And, um, you know, I, I want these guys to love ball. I want them to have fun. I want to help give them opportunities maybe they wouldn't have had if I wasn't here. But at the end of it all, I want you to be a good man. I'd like to be at your wedding, you know, invite me over to a cookout one day, something like that, man. I'm, Cause at the end of it, man, who cares? It's, it's, it's all about our walk. And, um, you know, it's about develop. Good. It's about developing those lifetime relationships, yeah. coach. And, and I'm sure that, that the process that you've been over at Covenant Day for a couple of years, but you see a lot of guys that come in as young boys and the greatest achievement and thing that will happen is you'll take these young boys and then by the time they leave, you say these are nice young men, um, both academically, spiritually, and also on the basketball court. A lot of life, life lessons along the way in terms of that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, you know, it parallels, um, you know, obviously kids go through a lot at the ages you described at 14 to 18. That's, man, it's crazy, especially for boys. And uh, well, I mean, for both, but you you add in the dynamics of of parents and, you know, social life and spiritual life. And it's, man, it's all over the place. So it can go off the rails at that point, or it can be their launching pad. And, um, you know, that's, that's just where I, I try to stay. And, you know, it's, I'm blessed. I've got great coaches, um, Mike Davis and Eric Bellamy, um, guys that love the Lord, guys that love these kids at the end of the day, man, it's a village. Um, you know, we're all just kind of doing our part. Um, you know, I, I feel silly sometimes when I get congratulated because it's like, man, I'm just, I'm just the one with the driver's license sitting in the front. Like the, the people on this bus are the ones that made it a special a special place, you know, yeah, especially basketball-wise here recently. Yeah, but, Coach, you, you have to have a bus driver to get them where, to the destination <laughs> they want to get to, too. Get away to the Well, let me ask you this, Coach. You know, you, you had a great year last year at 17 and 13. Let's move to the future and talk about this upcoming season. What's your expectations for the 2020-2021 season? Well, um, hopefully – well, the hope was to just hit, you know, keep right on running through the end of the season, spring, summer. You know, I was really looking forward to the, the live period for the high schools this summer. And right. that kind of thing, just to just to keep our stuff moving. But, um, you know, so we got a little monkey wrench there, but but also an opportunity. Um, I, I'm excited. You know, we've we, we lose uh, Thomas and Amadou and, and we lose a young man named Jacob Dahlberg, who. Jacob was a kid. He's he's been here with me the whole time, all all three years. Um, he was here when we weren't very good, and he was here where we finished in the top three of the league. So he's really experienced the full spectrum of it. And uh, we're gonna lose a great deal of leadership and and um, you know some intangibles, but but at the same time, we've got some good young guys coming back. Um, you know, I um, I, I think. 
I think there's an opportunity there, but I think that they're up for it. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got Aiden coming back. Um, we, we've got Daniel Nelson, uh, Britt Anderson, and John Ward, who all, you know, have, have played uh, a significant role this season. And then, and then our young big kid, Ify, um, man, he's, he's a gym rat about like Aiden is. And uh, even right now, you know, he sends me video and tells me he's, he's walking the courts near where he's staying just to work out and get shots every day. And I mean, this kid is, you know, he's, he's six, nine barefoot. Um, He's got a good feel for the game. He's, he's just learning um, about the whole exercise science aspect of basketball and and what it can do for your body. And he's going to be scary a couple of years from now. And so when you look at it, we've kind of got our bookends. We, we've got a very, you know, obviously our, our point guard position is held down. We've got a really solid big and a good mix of kids to work in between. And, and I think we got a chance to be successful. If we can be, you know, stay healthy and, and have a good summer and fall, um, we got a chance to be right where we were last year or even better. Yeah. I mean, I know we just have a few few minutes left here and everything like that there, but the future is looking incredibly bright and hopefully be able to continue the trend upward uh, from this past season and continue there. You've done a remarkable job with that program and such a short time span there. Uh, you know, everybody at Phenom, we've been really impressed and we'll be seeing you uh, uh, quite often next year, hopefully this season, whenever we get, can you get back on the courts. That's, yeah. that's the question. No, I- Unknown now, but <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, I really appreciate you guys, and I—I I mean, I've, I've been around Rick for a long time, and I, your your platform is is huge for these kids. I, I think a lot of times they take it for granted. Um, you know, when I was coming up to get your name out there to a college coach, you had to get somebody to come to the game and record it because a lot of times you couldn't get game film from coaches, and then you had to dub it to a VHS. And then you had to mail a five-pound package to somebody that would hopefully watch it. Like, it, it was a lot harder. Yeah. And, and you guys present these kids with opportunities that they just don't get it, man. It's it's so much easier now. Um, you know, and then you guys do a great job of, of not only your your analysis and, and the way you think about this stuff, but actually – you know, rubber to the road in, in providing opportunities and events for these kids and, and showcases for them. So it's, thank you, you know, man, I, I appreciate what you guys do for us and hopefully we can make you look good. <laughs> you know, the question well, you know, after that yeah. here is how many kids know what a VHS is? Ah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ray. Hey, coach, um, words? Yeah. Well, you know, coach, we, we're going to start off the year. Um, the first weekend of November, we're going to have our, Jamboree um, down at the Rock Hill Sports and Events Center, which we hope to have you guys there. Um, we, we're hoping to get 100 high school teams for that. And then the the first official weekend of the high school season is going to be November the 13th. And I think we have you guys slated for the Carmel Tip-Off Classic. And then the next weekend, um, you're going to be participating in the Gate City at Greensboro Day. And again, not taking any days off. You're, you're going up against Greensboro Day again. So, um, looking at the schedule, and then we're hoping to have you guys back for the um, MLK event. And also, we have the, the pre-Christmas event. Um, we're going to see your team quite a bit. And the great thing about it is is you have um, 
a good nucleus coming back and Aiden Holloway. And I've always said success breeds success. A lot of young players are going to say, hey, um, I want to be part of what they're doing over at Covenant Day. And the job that you've done has been remarkable. And I just want to say thank you for all your support and, you know, coming on today. Yep. I, I appreciate you guys and look forward to, to getting back to it. Hopefully I'll be at a phenom event before the end of the summer. Hey, we all hope that. We all are hoping that. So, Coach, Rick, I appreciate your time there today. Make sure to check back more. We'll be having several more interviews with uh, high school coaches around the region here. So this is just one of the, the start of many uh, for Phenom Hoots in the Coach's Corner. So make sure to subscribe. So make sure you get some updates and everything like that. And just continue to check back as we uh, bring you another Phenom Hoots podcast in the coming weeks. Thank mm-hmm. you.